The following resource is presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. In a world where nothing is certain, Welcome to the Identity Matters Worldview Institute. Welcome to the Post-Truth Podcast. Got a question for our listeners here. Why... So can I, or so can any man, but will they come when you do call them? Even when I read it off of these famous quotes I found on the internet, it twisted me up a little bit. Had to get it translated in my brain. But the bottom line is simply this. If you call someone and they come, you're a leader. But if you call someone and they don't come, you're either not a leader or you have a rebel on your hands. That's the bottom line. Well, we happen to live in a society today that when you call someone to come, they resist you and they don't come. Or maybe they'll come, but with this fakeness of nodding on the outside, I'm obeying you, while on the inside, they're saying, I don't honor you, I don't respect you, and I don't want to stand here in front of you. I wish you would go take a very long hike off a very short pier. But see, they don't say that. They have this this fake submission that is used, which is the most grievous kind of deception known to mankind. That's what Judas had. Judas was a betrayer. I think most Christians who have read the New Testament got that one figured out. But when you look at the life and the interrelational aspect of Judas and the other disciples, and Judas in his relationship with Jesus. This is the kind of behavior that he demonstrated. Loyalty. He demonstrated an ability. As most readers know, that Judas was in charge of the money purse. Jesus literally puts this man in charge of the very money he was going to use to sell Jesus out in the end. Now that's some leadership stuff that's a bit of a challenge to me. These are the techniques within leadership that we have to look at very carefully. 
Why would you want a betrayer to stay close to you? Does anyone have the answer to that? Keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. You want to know what they're, what they're doing. Exactly. And he was appointed to be of the devil. Now that's something that is very difficult for a lot of people to really accept is that he was appointed to be of the devil. He was appointed to be the betrayer. He was appointed to sell his own savior for 30 pieces of coin. Yes, he was. So there's a broader vision and scope of how everything works together for the good that many times we're not aware of. With good leadership, followers' well-being and performance are definitely enhanced. And consequently, organizations thrive and prosper. Research has proven time and again that leadership is a critical factor in organizational effectiveness in family life, church life, or corporations. Many times I'm asked, how is it that I'm able to accomplish the things that I have been doing and will continue to do in developing leaders around the world who are faithful and loyal and literally willing to give their lives for the mission of Jesus Christ being manifested through believers, which in many countries today literally sets a certain religion against you immediately because you're saying you have Allah living inside you, the most grievous sin you can commit in their religion. So the exchange life or releasing Christ as life as the leader through you is beyond offensive. It provokes even Christians, Christ followers, to want to persecute you because they don't get it. Because they believe you follow Christ. You read the Bible to have transformation. Not to have Christ provide the transformation so you want to read your Bible. There's a huge difference. So when we look at an organism that is actually designed and created to multiply itself. Now I could look at the international work and say, but Lord, it's working out there. The leadership that I believe that you're manifesting through me is working and it's working at a fast rate that now it's into this multiplying itself where I can't keep track of it anymore. Why can't that work in churches today here in America? Why can't that work locally in dealing with relationships? And the answer to that is very obvious. Because the person standing in front of you is going to give, be given the opportunity to oppose you. Having someone lead you face to face is very different than someone leading you from 5,000 miles away. Huge difference. 
We've lost something between authority and human contact. And now authority from afar, and Jesus is from afar, folks. I know he lives inside you if you're a true born-again indwelt believer, but he's not in your face. And when he calls you, you don't come like you think you do. Now hopefully, in your growth in Christ Jesus, as he calls from the inside through the Holy Spirit, you come very quickly. And as he gives you the mandate, you take it, embrace it, hold it close to your bosom, and you hang on to this mandate like it is some eternal gift of God. And you cannot but take care of this thing because it doesn't belong to you. That's how orders used to be from authority figures. You held on to them and you made sure that it was done with excellence so that the leader is not pleased. It's so that the leader accomplishes his mission. Now, if that's in a corporation, it works. If it's in the church, it works. Or if it's in your family life. So I know there's leaders listening that know if there's a person in front of you, that's when this doesn't work. And I have to agree with you. We do live in a culture and society today where the face-to-face, person-on-person relationship between a leader and a worker does not work like it did back in the 40s and 50s. We're in a brand new world. So you have to appeal to everyone. You have to collaborate. You have to people please so that you can get something done. That is not honest leadership. Gifted or not, leaders desiring quality leadership skills need to work at being equipped with those skills. If you've been appointed as a leader, it is your responsibility to continue training and being a better leader. If you're one of the few that is actually studying to become a leader, then you're actually the one in a good spot. But if you have been put in leadership The burden, much is given, much is required, is what the scriptures say. There's a huge burden on your shoulders. And that's why we are putting such a major emphasis on this particular course. Those of us who have been in leadership for years know that if you use each skill imparted to you, we become a real asset to the leadership we serve than the workers. My goal is to be an asset to my leaders. If there's conflict going on between my leaders and me when it comes to expectations of workers, we're going to get that disrespect immediately because they know that I myself am not a leader of submission. 
So why should I submit to you? And that's the one-liner that is in the world today. So if there are people that have no clue what it means to respect Christ in another person, why would they respect you? But if you have someone that really is caught on to the ideology of Christ truly does live inside you, and when you're respecting someone, you're actually respecting Christ in them. That's why elders were given double honor. There's a special commissioning that comes with leaders. And then there's a special requirement that comes with followers. I do not want a kiss-up working for me. Not in volunteering and not in paid. A kiss-up is someone who knots their head on the outside and gives you rebellion on the inside. They're dangerous people because they're liars. And if they're liars, they're going to lie about your corporation. They're going to lie about your church. They'll turn on you as fast as they need to if something goes wrong. Loyalty requires death. Loyalty requires life. Loyalty requires someone standing at your side until death parts you. It is what marriage was built on. What works in marriage is to work in your church. What works in church is to be working in society. And somehow, some way, the enemy completely has destroyed that in our culture today. So we need to analyze the leadership. We need to talk about those powerful points of a great leader And we certainly need to look at it from a Godological perspective. In this diagram, it's called the enemy's track record. To the left of the diagram, you see Satan as the identity thief. And you see that gray box there with just some samples of the things that the enemy goes after. I've never met anyone yet that Satan has actually come into their home pinned him up against the wall and said, I'm going to destroy you. Have you? The way that the enemy does it is through the small, little, piddly things. In my case, it's computer glitches, financial problems, people supporting me or not supporting me with vision, cultural apathy, body life apathy, personal loss of hope. These are some of the things that are in my list. Satan has a profile on you because he built it. From the day that you were born and you had ears to hear, not ears to hear. He doesn't care. He starts building a profile on you because you were born into sin. He knows there's a possibility that someday you're going to receive Jesus Christ into your life and he will have no access anymore. So whatever the time period is from taking your first breath, sometimes even in the womb, all the way to the day of your salvation, the enemy is building a profile on you. What bothers you? What upsets you? 
what causes you to go into despair, and the list is very long. Everyone's list is a little bit different. So you as a leader, your list is different than it is for the next leader. And he comes in through his dark forces and he starts tearing down those little pieces because he knows they're going to affect the overall vision and mission. The way you destroy a mission is to destroy the visionary. The way you destroy the visionary is by destroying their marriage, destroying their best friends, destroying their confidants. This is how the enemy does it. He takes this list, he starts this betrayal thing. In my case, I use the term spiritual sons. I have many of them. And that's where he'll go after. He wants to get these spiritual sons who are what we call from the scriptures vision bearers. The enemy has his unique ways to try to destroy this visionary, vision bearer. And many times it works. I lost a director of an entire country this past week because of some dialogues going back and forth. And because I wouldn't give him money as being one of my directors, he has to be removed from our entire network. Well, the good part of that is, is you filter out those who are using you. But the bad part is, the enemy did accomplish something there. Because we have been together for many years. That's how he does it. Or betrayal of family and friends. Now whether you're single or whether you're married, it doesn't make any difference. Whether you have 6,000 employees or you don't have any employees, it doesn't matter. Because see, Satan's not after your employees. He's after your relationships. And he wants to breed distrust and betrayal in those relationships because he's not stupid, really. He knows that if betrayal emerges in the relationship, there's going to be a disconnect. There's going to be damaged relationships. There's going to be unreconciliation. There's going to be lawsuits if you're in a corporation. The list is very long with betrayal. That's what he wants. Because the leader turns their focus on the circumstances in their lives versus the mission. And then betrayal of ministry leadership, or if you're in the corporate world, it's betrayal in the corporate leadership. They don't like you anymore. They don't consider you a good leader. They don't consider you an asset anymore. Well, the reason why they don't, that there's been brokenness that has occurred in your relationship of trust somewhere. And the only way to secure your job, listen carefully, leader, the only way to secure your job is through loyalty and devotion.
This resource has been presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. For more information about our ministries, visit us online at IOMAmerica.org. That's IOMAmerica.org.